phrases like auto straddles butch culture or just like people using the word butch in like the out into the ether like it was not tied to culture history lesbianism society where it comes from who it's with who it's for like i perform butchness for my wife it is an inherent part of me but <laughs> max doing big arms nailed it nailed it you fucking <laughs> nailed it no and that's that's the thing that's in my mind right now too is like what do i want for like young butches i want them to find their awesome femme yes your femme lesbian the goddess of your dreams it's out there <laughs> she is fucking true yeah and so and we're gonna have for sex for like six hours and just totally break the like yeah. national averages Hello and welcome to this strange sociology-ish, philosophy-ish, comedy-ish, lesbian podcast, Stone Butch Disco. I'm your host, Rachel. I got sick of saying my full name, but we have a website, stonebutchdisco.com. I'm a writer. I'm a nerd. There's a lot of stuff there. If you're into any of the conversations or issues that we raise in these episodes, in this episode, you might want to check out the website. It's also just there to celebrate Butch for Butch, Butch for Femme, Femme for Butch identities and experiences. So anyone is welcome to just go and be curious and learn and and those who identify in any of those categories are welcome to go and celebrate your damn self um i will also mention this is exciting as of this week we have a patreon um i and my wife and the small team of stalwart individuals who i who i think have helped put a podcast out into the world that is not saying what anyone else is saying i become more convinced every week that we're really doing something unique here um, we could really use your help funding what we're doing. Um, so if you're into this at all, uh, patreon.com slash disco has, I mean, obviously we would totally just benefit from your support, but there's also a bunch of benefits there for you. Not just the tangible things, which are cute and whatever, but there will be bonus episodes. There will be book guides like PDFs. There will be book reviews and not like my opinion on a book, but, um, more like, here's what the book says, more like a lit review, because I was trained in that kind of thing. So if you're like, hey, I would really love a synopsis of this gender theory book that I haven't had the time to read cover to cover, I can do that for you. And that is the point of the Patreon. I kind of wanted to create a little hub for the education that we are all seeking, including me, um, every day on issues that are, you know, either directly related or tangentially related to what this podcast is doing. Anywho, I'm clearly excited about the Patreon. I'm talking a lot about it. Uh, this episode is another one with my friend Mac, who is just like a relief to talk to. Um, Mac has similar experiences to me. She like came up through the academic system, but she was cooler than me because she was getting an MFA <clears throat> instead of in like the social science PhD program lane that I was in. Um, but we talk a lot about we talk a lot about the way that issues are framed and we do like analysis of the way words are used and things, but this episode is much more personal. Um, it's coming from our own experiences as people whose lives were like fundamentally rocked by discovering the existence of femme lesbians. Like, let's be real. That's what a lot of this, a lot of this episode is about, but we also just used it to put out into the world um, stories of what it was like for us being butch children and how you kind of feel different and, we we hoped that what we're saying there is kind of tied in with the ultimate community that we found with other women, with other women who are specific, specifically the kinds of lesbian that we relate to. And so it's this, it's like a subculture. We're really, we're really trying to shed light upon something that we know to be a subculture that when we talk to other people, we realize not everybody, under, like not everybody really 
has seen is it exists. <laughs> Not everybody has seen is, is a real subculture with a history, with texts, with like conversations and words that are meaningful within it. So if if you're not within that subculture, this might be a sociology for you and it might be interesting in that way. But if you are, welcome. I, I hope this feels like home to you um, because it certainly feels like home to me talking to Mac about this stuff. Hope you enjoy. We're determined to put into the world our vision for what could be this episode. Yeah, I got too wrapped up in thinking about. <laughs> I know things I would like to undo rather than things I, I would like know. to do, which is, of course, the whole. Well, and it's a thin line. It's like the truth. That's, is that's like... the. That's what makes a revolutionary revolutionary. The curse. <laughs> the undoing or the building. Yeah, the always wanting to undo and never really having time to think about what you want to build. Yeah. Well, but I was listening to you. So heads up to listeners. We have a baller. I don't think anyone uses that word anymore, but a, I do. A, okay. It's my my slang is also stuck in the like 20. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have a really baller um, episode, bonus episode coming out for Patreon supporters uh next early next week because i just can't resist like releasing it as soon as possible but we'll be dealing with well so we're (laughs) today we 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 were i think thinking of better ways to survey people who are impacted by gender politics in this country because we were looking at a study and (laughs) we determined to make this episode today full of positivity because that was where our heart fucking we needed a palate cleanser (laughs) we need a palate cleanser um but there we just saw this like horrendous um example of just social science gone gone just gone 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 just Um, gone (laughs) social science and uh corporate media also should not get in bed together for sure thanks um that's a bad sign and it's happening bad it's not just a bad sign it's a tangibly horrible study that we just witnessed and it was so funny because i texted you this this study nobody knows what we're talking about yet but this is like kind of a teaser or maybe it's just alienating everyone but I texted you about it and I was like uh hey look a thing that like might be doing something different than what we've seen or like might be doing the same thing and uh it was so much more there than so much more there that that was so wrong than I expected and then it like consumed our day like every it really it really ate up the entire like second half of my work day. I like, I, and I'm busy right now too. So I'm like trying to do shit, but I'm way too into like reading the fine print on this fucking survey. And like, like it is a way it was like powerfully disappearing, which is why like growing up today, playing the CDC survey against that is so enlightening because (laughs) there is actually good data about what girls today are going through. And it's fucking hell. It's hell, man. It's hell. On Monday or Tuesday through the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash stonebutchdisco, um, we're going to do a close analysis of this study of gender minorities that was kind of touted as a national study. We're going to compare that to the CDC data on how girls are doing, um, and we're just going to look at what our categories when we're trying to aggregate groups of people together and say something about how they're doing, we're just going to look at how those categories are disappearing certain differences that are really impactful specifically for lesbians and specifically for young women. 
Now, the next thing you're going to hear us attempt to do uh, right after this transition is approach these issues from our specific viewpoint that we really wanted to look into today, which is how butch femme culture and just kind of like mind-blowing things that we discovered as we as we met femmes and kind of came into our butchness, how those things offer a difference or many differences potentially within the world of visual representation, of cultural representation. This is the version of us, um, the annals of our experiences that we would want to be seen, seeable in the world as one among many options of how to be, but a particularly powerful one, one that we found incredibly life, I was going to say life-giving, but let's say life-saving. Do you play Animal Crossing? Hell yeah, I do. So there's like a little musical cue, da, 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 and like your arm just like swings out, <laughs> like just so nonchalantly. It's it's just what I imagined like me doing all the time. I'm just like, just look what know. I've look what I've shown you. Look what You're I welcome. show you. Yeah, I was watching a lesbian plant dad video. Who I'm really getting into like supporting. I think she's doing a lot of important representative work, like in a low key way. I don't like, follow that account. I'll have to do that. Option. So like. Lesbian Plant Dad was talking about how, well, talking, but like made a video about the how the bar is so, so low for like women to be treated well in their relationships. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was oh just- Oh my God. Yeah. And she was like, I'm about to blow your fucking mind, basically. And the video was just like doing something that is not your favorite thing to do because your partner likes it. Like just basic, basic shit. And I was like, this is- The it. bar is on the ground. It is on the ground. And like- Just take advantage of it. <laughs> Speaking of dealing with, you know, quote unquote, straight people, when I'm like, just try it out. Like date, date a woman, like see, see how happens. it goes. Yeah. And then every time they're like, oh my God, it's so great. This is awesome. Like- Right. Well, and, the- <laughs> and I'm like, you're welcome. Like, <laughs> yeah. Gender parity, you can have it in the home by dating another girl. Like <laughs> you, you can. And I think I've known many a person, like we don't want to talk about this in the wrong way because you don't want to, you don't want to sound like sexuality is not a real thing. But there's there are a lot of women, I think, who truly, and I know we've stopped talking about this, but like think that they're straight, just like I did, and then like don't know that they can have either like wield the object or like receive the object and then uh, all things other than that are equal because you're both women like we don't know that that's an option so like there are a lot of women i think who are like well i have to be straight but literally like the most basic reason i have to be straight because i like penetration which come on y'all and then like that's what my ex said (laughs) that's what several of my exes said she never she didn't say it for long (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, but that's this that's so that's true i mean like i've known i have known intimately and otherwise many women who are like oh this is what i wanted i didn't realize that and then they're like i didn't realize that like you could be a woman and be like this and i was like yeah it turns out there's actually like all those lies that the patriarchy was telling actually were lies i know like they're actually lies (laughs) i know the queer community is kind of making you feel like some of those things are actually true but like they're not but actually it's all lies (laughs) it's all fucking lies you can do whatever the fuck you want it's lies all the way down um, and that, so like when I'm talking about doing things for the kids, I want existing. I mean, we're still talking about yeah. the same shit. Just we're like the fact that like walking around being butch lesbians is just, just, it's yeah. just good for everybody. It's good. It's good. No matter who you fuck. It's good education. It's just good. It's just good education. 
And I mean, I don't know if you like actually polled your students, but I did. And I was like, hey, so I'm wondering, you know, and I, I liked to enter these things into conversations with, I was teaching like advanced high school English at the time. So like these kids were very thoughtful. They wanted to think about things. They wanted to talk about gender, especially. Yes. And I yeah. was like, so here's the thing I, you know, I'm interested in the kind of movement space of LGBTQ identity right now. And I'm wondering like, have y'all ever heard somebody like me who looks like me be like real feminist about their identity? Like I would ask questions like that. And it was just like so much. No. That's awesome. It, but it was yeah. so much. No, it was really proven. Of course there, there is still a massive gap in what these kids are seeing in terms of like what, what the opportunities are to be a woman like me, a woman like me. Right. And that was the first question that I asked that kind of got me going on, like, maybe I should find out like what they're actually experiencing was, I was like, yeah, but haven't you seen somebody like me? Who's like a butch woman. And they were like, never. (laughs) See, and this is, this is the somewhat of the, uh, because I was teaching also like very, 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 very advanced high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably, when did you start teaching? What well, I, I started in 2019. Okay. So I was teaching like from 2012 until like 2016. Very different. Like, which was very different. <laughs> um, so it, it is, I think a lot of the ways that like, had had we been where we are now I would have been having those conversations with them right but given the context of the time nobody was really having those conversations Mm -hmm. but there were things that were adjacent and like you know again multiple girls at a table looking me dead in the eye and being like you're the only woman I've ever seen that doesn't shave right like right multiple times over multiple years like and that's just like the kids that are bold and like to talk to you but yeah exactly just in general like and yeah yeah I had a kid come sit down and ask me why I wasn't using they them pronouns and but it was a it was a young it was a male kid boy identified guy I don't know but he was genuinely curious he was like you know I just I've noticed that like everybody who's like female who you know who like dresses like you and he was trying to be like real sensitive about it bless his heart in all the ways well and he was truly like you know what I really love that he by the end he was real he was just like a love and he was like you know I really love that you identify with she her pronouns because you're right there is because I was like there can be somebody like me and he was like you're so right and I was like look I mean just the fact that he noticed like yes yeah yeah, he was one of those where you're like, you're going to go on and do the thing. special. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, that's, and we're, we're in a world where kids are making those observations. Of course they are. And they're like, sir, suddenly uh. they're surprised. They're like, it's like, it's just like the sixties when you'd be surprised to see a bush woman, but now you're surprised to see a bush woman for a whole different set of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and, so oh my God. Like, and that's why the, the survey that we're going to put in this bonus episode matters so much. Cause it's like, we, there are people who are gen- like deliberately turning a blind eye to the fact that we have simply not made progress when it comes to female representation, female masculinity. And being in denial it. about it is literally <laughs> killing girls, literally. Yeah. The denial about it is actively hurting girls and could have destroyed me. Like it, I was, unlike, unlike Mac, I was not as protected in my identity when I got slapped with some of this stuff where it was like, no, you, you genuinely must be an incorrect woman. You may think you're an okay woman, but you simply must not be. I was in my hermit phase by that point. So I just, it was, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it was like the queer community coming, like, you know, 
right hook, left hook, right hook. And I was old enough that I was like, wait a minute, I've read so much feminist theory. I actually am tracking like the changes in this, something's going on. And then I turn it into a project, but the high school girls, fuck, if I was like, if I had been born, if I had been born in like 2002 or something, 2005, when my kids were, I would have been totally fucked. Like I already had depression. I already had shitty shit. And I definitely- I would be dead, uh, dude. Okay. There's I, no way I would have survived the pandemic. I would not have. There's no way. I actually kind of feel the same. And I, that is that is dark. And we did say- That's we're dark. Happy but like- but I have not not been suicidal in my life. And it, high school was rough for reasons that were related to this. It would have been so much rougher if I had a narrative. If instead of just being invisible and confused, I had a narrative of me being incorrect, that would have been worse. So fucking true. And I already thought it was bad. I had the experience of it, but I didn't have the narrative. Yeah, It was exactly. just like, people tease me because I look really masculine. Mm-hmm. Like It wasn't like- yeah, all of my yeah. all of my friends and supposed community members coming at me like now we also think you're wrong. Yeah, we also <laughs> the think rest of the wrong. world thinks you're wrong. We also think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um Ugh. I mean I was lonely, but this that would have been worse. That would fake friends would have been worse than no friends. Um in that instance. Wow, dark. But I mean, dark. So, need yeah. gonna need to put a content warning on stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the the thing though is, I do think we're on the cusp of like a real opportunity. First off, because it is so easy, it is painfully easy to show how the study that came out today, basically saying that like. I don't know. I don't even know how we could possibly summarize this. But the study that came out today, conflating the experience of girls with the experience of boys. I would say that it does that in some very significant ways. We, we can easily poke holes in methodological irresponsibility. Like there are things that are going on that are being pushed by journalists. Yeah, that's not sexy though. We just, we just are upset by that. Well, we're just upset. But no, the sexy part is still sexy though. The the... sexy part is still sexy, but here's the thing. Yeah. We have an opportunity because everybody is showing their ass so much. Like everybody is showing so clearly that they don't give a fuck about girls that we have a moment where we can be like, hey, real quick, watch us poke holes in the reality of of what's being, watch us poke holes to reveal the reality of what's being presented here. The gap between what's being being presented to you and how these things are actually experienced on the ground is insane. Like insane. insane. So it's if insane. it's that easy and obvious, which it frankly is, like what you and I were reading today, we were like, this is like basic fucking social science, like failure. So we have a problem. And what's that? Neither of us are like professional statisticians in any way. Like yeah. I'm definitely like a hobbyist statistician because I read a lot of like peer reviewed science for work. Yeah. But I was one of those girls that, you know, I can't do math in my fucking head, but in in high school in the aughts everybody was like oh you got to do math in your head you're not gonna have a calculator in your pocket like nobody told me that like oh yeah if you actually get a job that's in math there's this magic thing called microsoft excel that does all the (laughs) math for you and you just set it up and hit enter Uh uh-huh uh-huh well i mean fuck if i had finished my dissertation fucking sexism god damn it (laughs) actually it is i mean i have a lot of feelings about that too um the the stem sexism thing really impacted my life i feel like i would have been in computing probably um but anyways 
I would also be a stage tech, like a theater tech. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to do that so bad. And the guys were like, no girls. I'm like, fuck you. Let me do it. And they were like, no. Oh, my God. That was such a thing. The the girls performed more and the the stage techs were all dudes. There was like one girl. But anyways, I if I just finished my fucking dissertation and turned it in, it would have been approved because everything got approved. So like I just had to finish. Yeah. I I mean, if you get to that point, that's what but, I kept telling my sister who like also got a graduate <laughs> degree, but she was like, what? So nervous about her defense. She was like, well, what, what's going to happen? Like, are they going to like, yeah, no, they're going to hard question. I'm like, no, you just bring them fucking like bagels and have coffee and they tell you a good job and you hug and you leave. Worst case scenario, they just want to torture you a little more and they'll make you submit corrections, but they're not going to not admit your dissertation. No, if you make it to that point, it's it's over. Yeah, and I mean, they don't want to waste their time. They've decided, like, whatever. They don't want to look bad. Like, no. it's it's all just this built-up bullshit. It also looks so bad on them. You're so right. It does. <laughs> it reflects terribly, which is why they you're like, oh, man, why did you let it get this far? Because, like, that's the whole point. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I did. I I. I, as I told you, I completed four grad level statistics courses. Is- Had I finished the PhD, I could have, cl- I could claim that I'm a trained social scientist with a statistics background. That's not actual expertise. It's not actionable or whatever, but I do know how to read fucking studies. Um, I mean, that's I, about I as, that's that. about as much expertise as you could. I would, I feel comfortable calling it's that something. expertise. It's, it's something. And it's at least, I mean, I was definitely more on the humanities side, which is why I left because get out of there, humanities people. But Ugh. I was trained in it because I had to be. And more importantly, you learn how to read. You have everybody, including the humanities people, have to learn how to read studies and see when there are problems. Problems is an understatement with most of the research that's coming out about gender identity and sexual identity these days. It is very concerning, like very concerning to actually read this shit. And I, it makes sense that it would be pushed, as you say, by corporate journalism and by like NGOs who need their money. So they're like, they're using every That's single- That's what the fucking tablet article says. Like, yeah, it's, I was very compelled by that. It's kind of a yeah. thing. And it makes sense. I mean, it's, it. <laughs> We're just going to cut this whole section. I'm probably gonna have to cut this whole section, but. Yeah, that's okay. That's. The interstitial music, that's the best thing about like the little like interstitial music, Literally? the little yeah. sting. Cause then you can just cut wherever and nobody cares. Like yeah. it just um shit. What were we talking? So we were we ended up talking about that study because why? Children, because of the kids. Should we talk about the kinds of kids that we were and like what it would have helped us to see? Yeah. Yeah, um, let's do that. I, I would love to because the thing you texted me about, like your sort of formative experiences i would love to hear more about that and well i was gonna ask you so what was the most like mind-blowing shit when what is the most mind-blowing shit about um being a butch like having this life that you didn't know was possible was there one thing that fucking blew your mind because there is for me now i want to hear yours first yeah well so it's okay so the thing that blew my mind was fems all right <laughs> but that's period period to, with a t as the kids say um, what offended me one time because it really skirted over that was like auto straddle reached out to people. And I was actually in a conversation with somebody who works there. who's pretty high up about doing a column on butch butchness. Really? But, but I never did it because it was all, all glommed up in, in a relationship that I had that was toxic. That was like an academic one. And I, I ended up backing away from like, this feels really unhealthy to even attempt, but what what was so sorry the, what, to hear that the wrong part of that though 
first off, it felt a little wrong in general. The call was, we want to hear more about quote unquote butch culture. Now, as far as I'm concerned, there is no such thing as butch culture. There is butch femme culture. But if you discipline things from it, it ain't shit. It ain't shit. No, so, like, I, I remember thinking there's like butch memes, but like there's not like a butch <laughs> yeah. culture. That's what I'm saying. And like the culture. Yeah. And also, yeah, but- butch femme is a discreet like a, a thing with a history. Yes. And, like a specificity and books written about it. And yeah. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I came back. I came back with like I answered that call and then ended up almost getting this gig because I was like here's the thing though, my culture is butch femme culture. So if you want to hear about butch culture, I don't think you can do it without having a column on butch femme. And I think, I think theoretically this person was like, yeah, that actually makes sense. But I also know that none of my shit would have been published on autostraddle because butch femme really isn't on autostraddle in like ways that are legible to me at all, at all, ever. No. Um, and I find that really interesting. So what I, what I would want is the thing that blew my fucking mind, which is femme desire for butches to be in the world in a way that it never has been. And for us to stop disappearing femme lesbians under the categories that we disappear them with, like femme, femme is not the same thing as a femme lesbian and queer femme is not the same thing as a femme lesbian. And femme lesbians had that, had that term first. So fucking I think- seriously. Fucking seriously. Fucking seriously though. <laughs> God, I'd never thought about it like that, but you were so right. Holy shit. Thank Dude. you. Because that is, what, that is what saved me was, and that is what blew my mind, was, oh my God, this relation, this, basically this feeling that I've always had, that like, I give care in a very specific way, in response to a woman giving care to me in a very specific different way, that there is a word for that, and that there is another woman on the other side of that who wants a woman like me. That is what blew my fucking mind. So I think to disappear femme lesbians and all this, or to make them sound like the same thing as other people who use the word femme now, is the absolute worst thing for our people like it is it is what as a child made me think that nobody would ever love me um that's it fucking preach preach (laughs) i but i mean do you like i i feel like you totally feel all that stuff because because didn't you say that you yeah you had a similar experience where oh yeah yeah oh yeah no like learning in college somehow like I don't even really know how other I mean other than just like I'm a nerd and I want to research everything that I do and I'm interested in (laughs) so of course I was just like on Wikipedia like reading shit about gay people at 3 a.m or whatever like and yeah discovered you know the 1950s and Butch Femme is a real historical you know moment and a real historical legacy that continues to this very day and it was yeah no the thing I was writing down and that I like thought about earlier was like truly the like butch woman's life moment is just realizing there are people that are like sexually into you for this it's just fucking insane because like (laughs) from childhood all through childhood all like until it was 18 years old like yeah it's pretty god like it just I was like man there's you know i'm just a ugly sack of shit on this weird little rock like i guess i'll just go on with my bad self and then i got to a women's college and oh yeah was and that you know this didn't really for lots of complicated reasons this didn't actually like become totally clear to me until after the fact but like like could have been casanova like if right. i had had the okay you know, look at wherewithal this. look at this <laughs> 
I'm pulling out a vintage copy of the memoirs of Casanova. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. It is right next to me. Why? That's Bush because culture. This is going to be Patreon bonus content, motherfucker, because I want to read the memoirs of Casanova through a Butch Femme lens and Fuck yeah. we can find out. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is. And it's not. But the thing is, it's not misogynist. The thing that Butches and Femmes do like good. The it's best, a dance. It's, it's a fucking dance. It's a dance. It has steps. It has context. It's like anything else. Yeah, like it's, but it's way it's it's a lot more beautiful than what the average dude does to the average straight woman. Uh, yeah. Um, the the things that the average dude different. does to the average straight woman have no relation to what happens in a butch fan relationship. Zero. None. Zero. Zero. And from from like hot and heavy to just like normal everyday life. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> in common. Yeah. And Nothing. Lesbian plant dad is proving that step by step. Um, which is what makes it so fucking radical in the first place because it just totally destroys like the hetero like patriarchy which is like what capitalism like needs to function and like mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. you know you know you know whatever it's not like you know being radical matter it's not like being radical is something that the entire queer community claims to do when it shuts us up what i'm just gonna flip pages passive aggressively um so Femmes, 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 femme lesbians. I think. Femmes. But yeah, they're out there. And it was crazy. Yeah, to, to go from that to being, you know, I, knowing that there was like a whole category of women out there that were explicitly into yeah. people like me. And like, and yeah. women like us. Like, that's. Yes. I, yep. I was laughing so hard at like ugly sack of shit on this weird little rock because I felt like so like that. And what I did to compensate was heterosexualize as much as possible but I still felt so I felt like now I describe this the closest thing that I could say I felt like was like a drag queen because I was I mean yeah that in that way gender is a performance right I mean I I and I actually wrote like my first quote-unquote ethnographic project which I really did try to put heart into in the best way but it was like a little mini one and it was on the drag scene in Dallas and Mm, I think it's because I identified with with I mean, I was spending a lot of time in the neighborhood and I was just fascinated by like what people thought they were doing with gender performance and things. And I'd read Butler and all that. And I was, mm-hmm. and it, it ended up rolling into something about, whoa, this is very different for people born male than it is for people born female. And from there, I kind of like did all the other shit, but, but I was, I felt like I had such in common, so much in common with, with the, the element of playing with doing something wrong. Like I would even make jokes about attempting femininity in the way I was and I got more comfortable doing that but I kept thinking like no one can see no one can see how I'm feeling on the inside no real yeah right nobody can see how uncomfortable I feel so there are all these pictures of me even on the internet like at ceremonies and things at SMU um with like long hair and makeup and skirts and heels and I look normal from from anyone right like you could yeah like the structure of my face is still kind of there but I look like I'm pretending effectively but on the inside it was like I was I was on fire like I knew that literally what was on my body was not like like who I was but I was just playing a game I was just playing a game but that's crazy I mean kids kids the internet is forever the internet is forever, kids. Speaking of femmes, femmes love that I had that past because they love women. They don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. they're not out here. 
femmes who really love women are not out here trying to create some like masculine masculinity contest no in that way they're like no damn like you had a woman experience like i did we all felt compelled by compulsory heterosexuality like they're like i was uncomfortable in high school too for different reasons and on a different you know place in the spectrum of discomfort but like we all share that and And like if you get a wild hair and feel like you know dressing all hard femme one day it's you know if she's that grossed out you should probably dump her probably i mean for real like but actually though dump her but but actually (laughs) any anybody who is like who is even in the lightest, most like say they they're thinking about torturing you by putting something under your fingernails and they just kind of wedge something real subtle in under there with regard to the way you look or the way you do your gender identity or the way you like are a woman, those people can fuck right off. Run fast in the opposite direction. And while you're at it, tell her what I should have told a lot of my exes, which is you're deeply anti-feminist. You piece of yeah, you need to get right with God and right your God. super, your internalized sexism is showing. Yeah. Like, please yeah, yeah, yeah. go to therapy and talk about that shit. Tell her like, that. That is what I wish if any of my exes are listening to this, which several have been toxically obsessed. So maybe they are. Um, I just want them to know that they're deeply anti-feminist assholes. And um, insert insert social music here <laughs> yeah exactly that was a that was a good break moment also those I, are my favorite when you like get a good like Mwah, like i'm still looking over my shoulder a little bit and that was i would say the, the least feminist of all the anti-feminist women that i've been with who used me the worst for my femaleness like without appreciating it actually like that person mm. Mm. you got yikes. problems yikes double yikes and also just scary um so categories that make us coherent to ourselves we need to see them so when we were talking about categories <laughs> with regard to this academic shit i think options we- lots of them in many different varieties that's all yeah. i want that's what I want. I want options and I want coherence, which a means a buffet of butchers. Buffet. It just means a word. It just means a word that like multiple people could exist in together. That is what a category is. And I would like one for us. So please stop disappearing femme lesbians and how they treat butch women. I think, I think the worst lie that I believed literally until like a year ago, or at least I, I didn't, I wasn't consciously believing it, but I was operating under the assumption that femme lesbians are not to be sell like that femme lesbian desire for butch women is not specific to butch women because it should be because people were saying that femme lesbians should be with anyone who's not a cis man. And I was like, okay, like I get that because we might be dealing with like similar bodily situations, but, but then I was also like, that's not the point. That's not the point at all. That's not the point Butch, at femme. All. Butch femme has a very different point than that. Yeah. But I was really, I was definitely accepting that one. Hardcore. And that was what was causing a lot of pain for me because I was. I'm sure. Yeah. And I mean. How it, could it not? Like I, yeah. I was pained to just like. Ugh. To hear it. Right. Like yeah. it, it removes from Butch women any ability to be loved for how like brave we are essentially. Yeah. <laughs> because we are so brave not to my own horn but it's 
it is scary to go into the world and be read as someone with a female body who is masculine presenting. And my femme lesbian wife values and loves that and holds it up and is proud to be with me, to be with someone who is like doing that intervention. She's proud to do it. Herself. Yeah. That should be fucking celebrated. Like it's just as yes. radical, you know, it is just as radical. And it's like, but that, that ability to talk about that radicalism just seems like absent still. Sure. I mean, Cause you have to talk about the butch half of the equation. Right. Like, the, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Like About the butch half being like a, like a masculine woman. Yeah. Yeah, which is what like my femme lesbian wife wants. Like there is no yeah. question of like, she's not like, I want to be with, with anybody who's not a cis man. She's like, I want to be with a butch woman. You know, I don't like falling into that negativity of like you and other people who aren't this one person. You're so that, right, honestly, about the like linguistic negativity slash like the, that, you know. Right. I mean, it's, it's a totally heterosexist like move, rhetorical move and, and ideological move to just make anything that's not the arch male into nothing. Right. Or just a soup of like mess. Like, yeah, right. No. Thank you. Yeah. No. I, was gonna, well, I think it's worth exploring how that is so deeply heterosexist, but I think you just put, you just, said it like it is whatever is not the absolute norm of male masculinity is just nothing in particular we're all just nothing in particular yeah. um i'm tired of the, being nothing in particular because for my wife and for femme lesbians who are real <laughs> frankly we're fucking something in particular God we are damn it. something in particular yes so, like, Hey, kid, listening to this who shouldn't be because this is not for minors. Hey, young adult who's over 18 who is allowed to listen to this. Um, there is somebody who will love you in particular because we are something in particular. Yeah. And fuck you will fuck them right and they will love you for it. Yeah. And for lots of other things. Coach Chris on Instagram was talking about like um, something about like, I know you want to, like, you say you want a mask, but what you really want is a butch. <sighs> I was, oh my God. Like, right. Like retweet butch for butch, butch for butch, like hot, <laughs> hot, hot. Like, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> oh my God. I was not expecting that when I opened the Either. Stone Butch Disco stories. I was like, ooh, hello. I'm awake I now. Well, I, I love her. And I also like, I think I've never seen someone draw a line between mask and butch other than me. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. But she's right though. She's fucking right. It's different. Also, it's specific. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia actually uses a word that I love in the butch and femme article. Um, dyadic system. Yes. Yeah, dyadic system. D-Y-A-D dyad. Like two. Yeah, two system. people. Yep. Yep. And it is. And that's why when. when and it's a fucking travel, system. Like it, it is a system of like living and of politics it is of, that's why like i think of myself as like politically a lesbian <laughs> if not Me necessarily too. like you know I, I mean a gold star lesbian in the classic sense where like i've only fucked women like well no, and how like, many people are compared who to is yeah like for a million reasons we're not likely to be gold stars in this world just statistically but like no yeah um, also that's like a fucked up like it is yeah no it's totally fucked and shouldn't it's, even be a thing. But no. Um, but I mean, to state that you're a lesbian is a political move. It's a political mm -hmm. act. And that's not to say, I mean, I know that the term political lesbian is all wrapped up in this idea of like the 70s, where people who were literally not living as lesbians would not would say that they were political lesbians, like in their feelings. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about 
living the way that we do and having the choice of using some other word, but choosing to say that you're a lesbian. Yes, exactly. That's what it's about. It's you have a choice of saying something else, but you don't. Like, yeah, yeah. You choose lesbian. And I think that's beautiful. And that that is like part and parcel of like butch femme is all wrapped up in my lesbian identity. There's there is not a way to talk about my quote unquote culture without talking about butch femme in the way that it has structured my entire understanding of what gender even is, right? Like what being female even is. That's a fucking great point. Yeah, I yeah. feel it. And that's I mean, why- Because I- it, demonstrates, it demonstrates the thing that I'm always fucking on about, that we're both always on about, that like female can contain multitudes. It can? What the even- The whole spectrum, about? in fact. Honestly, I'm fucking- Both offended. ends of the binary. I'm really <laughs> offended that you could even use the word female at me right now. Uh, hurts me. But anyway. I'm an anti-feminist weenie. Okay. So yeah, I was really definitely reflecting on that term butch culture and how autostraddle just seems to manage to get it wrong. Of course they would want to have a column about butch culture because they like know and have it be like, tell us about butch culture because they have no fucking idea. (laughs) They don't know a butch. None of them do. That is like the way it was framed. It was like, please, like, like, are you living under the rock that we haven't looked at? Like, are you, and it's like, actually there's a whole culture out here you could have read about already, but no, let me do it for you. And I, my first response was, why are you even using the phrase butch culture? As far as I'm concerned, that word means nothing without the word femme. And that word means nothing without like this feminist politic that you're, yeah. that you yeah. never talk about, that you never talk about. So like, how am I going to write this for you anyway? Yeah. yeah. Um, you motherfuckers have no idea where I live so I can make this general statement but like it's it reminds me of and you can cut it if it's too off color or whatever but like reminds me of the fact that like I work at a Jewish organization and somebody just like called us out of the blue to be like how do you make hair set somebody at my gym told me you could tell me it's the thing that you have for Passover no I mean I know what hair set is but like yes yes literally and I was like I would be on one hand I would be like why don't you make some Jewish friends? But on the other hand, like I would not want to subject any actual Jewish people to you. Obviously there's a oh, reason God. why you don't have Jewish friends clearly. But I got that as the like, here's the call of the day report from my friend that works at the front desk, yeah, which amazing. I love. Also, what is your tattoo? I keep seeing it. You're the one on your, no, nah, the one on your um, up one. This one is um, Irving ISD. So like, you know, my uh. Irving ISD employee number is this one. Huh. And Jean Valjean's um, prison number is this one. That's funny. So this is like a Les Miserables reference, but it's from when I got fired by those motherfuckers. That's <laughs> that's a great thing to get a tattoo about, honestly. Thank you. I like to get tattoos for like major moments of freedom in my life. Like they feel like li- having lived through something and now I get the little mark of it. That's a good way to get back to talking about doing it for the kids. Doing it for the fucking kids. That's, they- somebody's got to do it god damn it real and it, a lot of people thought that doing it for the kids like in my instance my story got real swept up into i totally uh, now that like when i looked back at your website i like remember reading about that at the time right i was like whoa, whoa. like yeah yeah i remember this article like holy shit and it got like a lot of attention basically like they i mentioned this on the last episode but administrators a new principal 
and administrators. We don't know who exactly did it, but anyways, there was a new principal and like all these pride stickers that we'd had up for two years, like got scraped off of doors with keys. And here's the thing. I'm, my issue is freedom of expression. I was a journalism teacher. And what happened was my students wanted to uh, investigate what had happened. And I was like, I will help you. We will look into like board policy because they were claiming there was a policy that required this. I knew that there wasn't, I was a gay straight Alliance sponsor. So I was like, we're going to catch these people in a lie because we did, they were lying and we need to expose it because this is an example of how, and for me, because you're a fucking journalism teacher and you just walked into the best journalism lesson you could possibly write. Like exactly, exactly. And like, you can't write that shit. In fact, no, it's too fucking good. And so like, I was helping them and then I got put on leave and then ultimately terminated. It made national news, like in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, I remember reading the national news. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, so So I was fighting the issue of like when people do things that are bad for kids and then they like cover it over and it's politics coming into the into the classroom. And I was livid at the suggestion that the flags themselves were politics when scratching them down is so clearly the political expression, the act of expression of scratching down a sticker that was fine with a key is so much more clearly an act of political expression. I was like, we're gonna go after this because this is wrong. This is just wrong. But I will say that my story got kind of wrapped up and as though it was yet another form of like trans related panic. So I think that maybe there's another way to say that, which is like, my story got wrapped up with the idea that like people, I was almost like people were reading me as a representative of the trans community. It was, it was definitely like, I mean, the way that I, can, I might have been actually the Washington Post that wrote the article about it, as a matter of fact, I can't remember which there were one, a few. The, the one the, that you linked on your website, but like. Yeah, the one that I actually like stamped my approval on that I worked really hard with is NBC and then Rolling Stone, but the others kind uh, of okay. ran with it, however. Yeah, but it just, yeah, it, it definitely put your individual experience in into a, category. a much longer context, a much larger context that. Yeah. Well, and I do, I believe in that context in the sense that, yes, the social reality that gay and trans people exist is something that that schools, because they are run terribly, are not adequately dealing with. They're not creating spaces for kids to discuss things. They're not creating like critical thinking opportunities. But I do think that like the way that I present and the way that I, whatever, got swept up into like this is functionally like almost a trans person who is who who the liberals were saying was fighting the system of like panic around transgender movements in schools. And I was like, actually, this is that's happening. And that's really important. And this what's happening right now in this specific instance is a silencing of the diversity that is present in schools. But also you've got a situation where like a bunch of girls who were running the newspaper, who like really wanted to investigate, were being treated like shit by a bunch of male administrators hmm. um, and were eventually, were ultimately not protected. And that part of the story was not getting- I, didn't, not getting I don't bold. remember reading that in the national <laughs> news articles. Right, but that was my, like, I was like, the, there are so many issues here and the- That seems issues, like the story there to me, honestly. I mean, not like the story to me. And these are non-gender conforming female students who were interrogated on their gender identity, who were in positions of, yeah. And and there was almost not even like the language, I would try to go down that route and I would get rerouted in interviews. Like the language of what was actually happening in terms of Yikes. the restriction of, of students' freedoms 
was not really the story. The story was like who I was as some like, I don't know, flag bearer for, for the trans community, which I would happily, like many of my students who were impacted by this, who wanted to investigate this were identified as non-binary and a couple identified as trans. And like the gay straight Alliance had a lot to do with the response to it. Yeah. It's not even that, that I'm like making the face about it's like, I question why you know again major corporate news outlets like want to do that yeah it was interesting and it was all over the place and it definitely I mean you can see how the narrative doesn't fit the deets like in some instances it was such a broad sweep of like and here's another example of this thing that we keep seeing and I kept trying to say actually there's some really specific powerful shit about how Texas runs its schools that especially the local news needs to look into that was not getting picked up. It wasn't like- Of course not. No. Local news is the least sexy possible thing imaginable, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but like- Yeah, but I mean like, you know, like- Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, I'm like the most like state slash mostly state politics nerd, but like yeah. big time, yeah. And you I mean, Texas much monthly- much more in your state <laughs> slash local politics than you can even imagine, kids. Get after it. Get after it, for real. I, I do think that the people who had the responsibility, especially to look at Texas politics, ended up using the story in ways that were not the most interesting and necessary way to look at Texas politics um, at that moment. Uh, so I, best, I, I, get, I guess I, what I was trying to say there, I was trying to say, when we talk about doing things for the children, I think both the left and the right are assuming what the children need and neither one of them have a great handle on what classrooms look like. Nobody actually talks to the children or the teachers or anybody involved. Talk to the fucking stakeholders, my dudes. Like Because I will tell you, teachers on the ground are like very aware that something is happening where girls are miserable in new ways. Gender nonconforming girls are miserable and confused in new ways and nobody's there for them. And there's no discourse of feminism happening among kids. There's no riot girl. There's no, there's none of that shit. So teachers will tell you that on the ground and they'll tell you that they're noticing that. And they'll also tell you that gay and trans students exist and deserve to be comfortable and deserve to have their fucking stickers and deserve not to be lied to and deserve to be able to investigate things. All those things can be true, but we're focusing on one side of that story. We're not talking about what girls are experiencing right now. And we're not, because we're not talking- Because we've won feminism, apparently. (laughs) Like just that like noxious fucking idea is just- I know. I mean, it's gotta go because it's not helping at all go and it and it it would have you know in another decade in the 70s the story and this would have been equally an oversimplification but the, the new story about what happened at MacArthur High School would have been much more about the girl students who were abused over their sexual orientation or who were not not abused but interrogated over their affiliation to the newspaper to the gay straight alliance that would have been much more a feminist I mean you could probably use the word traumatized and it wouldn't be yeah. totally out of line. Traumatized like, would be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could talk, you could tell a story about how one of my best students, arguably my very best student, um, who's going to do great things in this world was like completely, um, I'll say verbally abused by a male administrator trying to report on on somebody who had done some shitty shit to her like that would have been a different framing in 1975 that might have been oversimplified but it would have also been the fucking truth about what was going on and and frankly the fact that i got i got thrown under the fucking bus when all the when the the gay man and all the other like ally people didn't 
says something about my position. Yeah, no shit. That was the thing that jumped out at me. Yeah. 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 That was the thing that jumped out at me the most. I was like, hmm, no, but none of these articles are asking why her. Right. Why, why me, the female human being? (laughs) Like, and not, yeah, interesting. It's almost like one of these variables is, you know, really at play here. Well, and a lot of that's institutional power. Like there, there's a way that like, you know, very fundamentally male people don't necessarily have a stake in taking care of students in the way that raises up gender non-conforming people, even though they may be gay themselves. Honestly, if you want to fucking, I am not one of those people that is like, I mean, I, again, I can barely give the like, I love men. Like I do, obviously everyone has men in their life that they love, but like, you will not hear me out here equivocating about fucking I know. No, I will. I will just say that in our context, it, it was very true that there were a bunch of female people doing the work of taking care of these kids and putting their reputations on the line. And we had some other people who pretended to be stakeholders who were not female, who were not protecting either us, the teachers or them, the students. That wasn't what was happening. Insert surprise Pikachu meme here. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. Um, So things that I want for kids. Uh, Oh my God. I was thinking about formative butch experiences. Mm, Yeah. Well, I guess what we've agreed, we, what we've agreed we want for the kids is a world where they can exist, where they know that like, they don't have to change. They can actually just grow up the way that they are. Yeah. There's going to be a femme lesbian waiting at the end of the fucking rainbow. Cause there is. Cause there is. Cause there is. And yeah. And don't, don't you let a damn person tell you that somebody else no. who's, who's not a femme lesbian is the same person. Cause they're not, they're not. That's fucking lie. They're out there. They're out there. Um, our books exist. Our culture exists. Oh, you want to know the shit that blew my mind was a friend told me this. And I, I actually used this on a, on another episode with her permission, but she was like this Bush femme thing it existed long before there was a name for it. It has specificity that is not tied up in us arguing over the words. Yes, it's true, yeah. But it has existed since the beginning of time. It's Um, true, yeah. I quote the like 1950s moment because that's when it like first became like really defined, but like it definitely, yeah, existed for a long time. And that's the thing. For lots of different reasons. I want kids to know that part, that like, Mm -hmm. it's not just something we made up. It's like- No, like you can fall back on the fact that this is a true thing that people feel. Um, And here's the secret of it is that it's not about having a dick at all. It's about women's pleasure centers and the fact that women can give them the same thing. So it turns out you can be oriented toward a female person because it, because you being female and wanting penetration doesn't mean that you have to be with a man. Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you know that? that? Did you know that? Did you fucking know that? Did you know that since the beginning of time, women have known that because human beings have hands and fingers. Did you know that? And human beings been strapping shit on for quite a while as well. Forever. Slash making (laughs) things in dick shapes, but like, yes, It's, it's not that hard. Like, no. I mean, shit, Romans could do like aqueducts. You know they had dildos. Oh, yeah, literally. I'm pretty sure we have some fucking Roman dildos like right, right. Th- that are extant today. Yes. Actually, I think we, we have several from many places. We also, people were doing aqueducts way before the Romans. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was just my... Did I freeze? That was my, my shitty Westernism <laughs> bullshit. Um, but yeah, I mean... See, this is what it can be like when you don't take yourself too seriously imagine a world 
imagine a world. <laughs> I just keep thinking about like my life at this point is a series of like either quitting or getting kicked out of systems that are so broken that I'm like, here I am at the end of, at the end of my rainbow. And all I can do is fucking explain why all of that happened. Like what is going on? And I'm perfectly equipped to explain it. Just like you are. We've got the training. Oh, yeah. We've got the training to look yeah. back on it. And that you got the training and then some, like how much yeah. more training could you ask for? That's what I'm like, saying. Seriously. Like I loved last week on our episode last week, Lily was like, people just think like when we have these feelings about being femme lesbians and bush women in the world that like we've never thought about gender how complicated it is and she was like we've literally like given our entire lives to thinking about this shit. what the fuck do you think <laughs> i think about yeah like real what the come fuck on. come on uh i will say speaking of femmes and not disappearing them one of the first things i realized about stone butch disco was like was the fact that the pod was at risk of disappearing femmes all over again because the initial idea was like stone butch disco we're gonna have a butch space because i felt like female masculinity was getting shit upon and by shows mm-hmm. like feel good and stuff um i mean it's really because they are they really it really is everywhere so i was yeah. like okay okay stone butch disco but then but then i started to realize hold on the people who are really finding us and gravitating toward the shit are butch femme people like people who value those terms and who like I don't know who feels some specificity that is cultural around that. I mean, calling it butch femme disco is kind of cool. Like not going to lie. That actually would be amazing. Um, But it wouldn't contain the Feinberg reference, which protects us. So, you know, the Feinberg thing, I was like, I just want to remind everybody that Feinberg used she, her pronouns. So here's what's up. Well, and and also like people interpreting that one line is like, Oh, like, Feinberg like didn't use she her I'm like can you read can you read the other thing is that one line that doesn't even compare to the thousands of words that she spilled about being a female and a lesbian and hating passing all of that shit like she was us and so like the fact that 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 book really kind of changed my life and in grads or in college I wanted to give a nod to that but I also don't want I also know that femmes are so fucking central to even my conception, my concept of who I am at all. I mean, I totally agree with you. Like, and and just the word, you know, the word dyadic really yes. drives it home. It's like, you've got to have both. Like you can't, one cannot exist without the other. And like to together they form like a perfectly balancing system. Like the, the image that like came to my mind initially was, was the infinity symbol. This is so fucking hokey, but like, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. it's, the perfect balance and like it's it's the the positive feedback loop the the machine that right. generates its own power like it's so true and it's so powerful and it's so radical and it's so like every space that you step into people respond because you're because your existence is a message about what women can do yeah I, literally I for a long time i think I was online, not seeing any of that and not knowing where to find it. Basically until I found MB and Jenny's Instagrams. And I was like, oh my God, like Uh, here they are. Like this thing that I know that I am is finally like somewhere. But I think I was seeing like the phrases like auto straddles, butch culture, or just like people using the word butch in like the out into the ether. Like it was not tied to culture, history, lesbianism, society, where it comes from, who it's with, who it's for. Like I perform butchness for my wife. It is an inherent part of me, 
but <laughs> Max doing big arms. Nailed it. Nailed it. You fucking <laughs> nailed it. No. And that's, that's the thing that's in my mind right now too, is like, what do I want for like young butches? I want them to find their awesome femme. Yes. Your femme lesbian, the goddess of your dreams is out there. <laughs> she is. Fucking true. Yeah. And so and we're going to have for sex for like six hours and just totally break the like yeah. national averages. You're going to be really tired and you're going to love every minute of it. And you just can't give up. Just don't, just stop. Don't buying, give up. Stop buying the lie from people who are like, oh no, or don't let people tell you that, that your gender doesn't matter to them. Like that's, it should. It should. God damn it. It's a big part of you. <laughs> and the way you do womanhood is your life. Do not settle for those motherfuckers. And if they're being anti-feminist, as you walk away, as I said, for me, flip them the bird and tell them they're anti-feminist on your way out. On your way out. Me. That's I'm yes. asking so that I can have that vicarious satisfaction. Slam the door real hard. Real hard. I want to see, I want to see like books fall out of the bookshelf. That's yeah. What. Assuming rattling. That, yeah. Rat, there's some rattling. Um, wow. So we can't give kids porn, but we can give them romance. Um, yes. And I do think that like, there's none of that. And where, wherever there is something that even looks remotely butch femme, it's like pathologized. Let's be real. Totally. It's still, it's Let's so pathologized. Real. It's so like, oh, it's so backwards. Oh, which film? I'm like, it's shut backwards. the fuck up. I mean, shit, like the, the one, there, there were things in the eighties and nineties. Like if these walls could talk too, that's got a fairly good butch femme thing, but we have to go dig, dig, dig to find anything like that. And the fact that like you stop buying the lie that we have reached a queer enlightenment freedom time because we've reached no enlightenment. Nowhere. None. We've gotten nowhere. We have not <laughs> achieved fem feminism's goals. We have not getting marriage equality doesn't mean shit. People like mm. wake up. Jesus. Wake up. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's such an asshole thing to say sometimes, but like <laughs> well, I think people who are listening to this are awake and like they're they're screaming with me and yeah, exactly. In their cars. Yeah. The world, we just need to get back on the horse, like yo. Um, we have, we're arguably seeing the worst feminist backlash, worse than Reagan, possibly the worst ever, like the worst period in which female people are being told to stuff it. And the reason, the way that that matters is that like, when we point out that things are terrible, like when we point out that like the show feel good hurts girls because it's pathologizing a, an, a, a, a nom or not a nominally a visually butch femme relationship we are told to shut the fuck up about it the yeah fact here's some here's some fucking like real evidence for your ass okay so <laughs> this is this is from you know a, a study we'll talk a different study we'll talk about more of this one actually from you know not that I'm a huge cdc fan but also they do other good things it's not just viruses and shit um uh so in 2011, 20% of high school girls had used uh, like Oxycontin prescription drugs, opioids, and 19% of boys. Uh, those numbers went, you know, kept creeping down like good okay. know, movement in the right direction between yeah. 2011 and 2019. And in fact, the boys number kept going down until 2021 and is now at a pretty nice 12%. So like, that's, that's a lot of progress in 10 years. It is. Uh, girls, on the other hand, after using opioids at a rate slightly lower than boys in 2019, had a pretty significant jump 
between 2019 and 2021 and are now back at 15% of this nationally representative survey of 17,000 teenagers. Okay. So a 10 percentage point or more drop for boys, but girls. Wow. Not so much. And there was a big bump between 2019 and 2021. And that's even despite the, the, the like war on drugs, essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah. In schools and everything, which I have seen firsthand is very- Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, looking at the graph, it's obviously working. That's why I like the, yeah. having this one be with like, where I can like point to graphs and shit will definitely be helpful. Um, but yeah. So we went to break and then Mac actually recorded a clarification on those stats. Oh, Rachel is gone, but this is still recording. So I'll say it now and she can stitch it in. Um, it's actually not opioids. It's select illicit drugs, uh, which includes cocaine, inhalants, heroin, methamphetamines, hallucinogens, or ecstasy. Um, that, that number for girls. The prescription opioids number is actually even worse. Uh, that was 14% in 2017 and 15% in 2021. And boys went from 13% to 10. What is I that? I you, Oreo. Oh, I want one of those. <laughs> Delicious. So um, this has been an advertisement for Oreos. I would like, uh, oh, I would like an Oreo commercial, please. A Butch Femme one. You know how they have oh. family commercials? Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I want that. Oh, my God. Um, yes. I also need some sponsorship. So I'm going to eat an Oreo. I'm really happy about it, Oreo. So I'm advertising right now. Chewing on the mic. So we can't give the kids the porn, but I would do the porn. Would you do the porn? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I've like written porn. Like, mm. I've already admitted that I'm in like fandom. Like, yeah, yeah. so. Ha! <laughs> she said admitted. Right. You've written erotica. Would you call it erotica or like pornographic? There's like uh, a bunch of different terms. I just call it porn. Because <laughs> that's honest. Because that's honest. You don't need a euphemism to pad no. it. Oh, no, okay. I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think I would do literal porn. I feel like Hardy would too. She's. I didn't realize literal porn. Absolutely not. I'm way too fucking scared for that shit. I mean, it's terrifying, but also I've been really just out with my experiences on this pod. Cause it's like, you know, all you have it. no reason not to be uh, there. Some things are sexual. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't like sharing that. But then I'm like, well, it's kind of important to share that. So what's the difference with porn? So only fans, <laughs> SPD only fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I do though know that the world of representation matters mm-hmm. and porn as as we were talking about on the on the episode with mb and jenny it's so so limiting of like the imaginary in the same way that our art history is limiting like i was thinking yeah you know it's we, almost like that's what it's for <laughs> the almost. dominant art history almost almost hmm. i mean we we spend pages and pages and years and videos and decades like trying to figure out how different male painters have imagined the female human form and like I want I want to talk about years and years of butches imagining the female form since the beginning of time but no that's not in history and if if guys were smart that's who they'd listen to straight up we have the tips um yep but yeah I mean porn literally from which like shout out to the straight guys who like to 
who lo- love a lesbro. Like I've, I've had those yes. guys in my yes. life. They're fun. Yeah. And they do some, many of them listen to advice and they're like, thank you, wise butch. Those yeah. are the, those are the real ones. Those are the Oh real yeah, ones. totally. The ones that like actually realize that you have like expertise that they will never access. Like, <laughs> you're welcome. Well, but they're also like the, those are the guys who want to, who want to take care of the women they're with. Yeah. Those are the guys who, when they're those are the good ones. Yeah. When the women they're with take care of them, they want to return the favor. And those are the good ones. And those it's are almost like that's how it's supposed to work. It's, it's weird. It's almost like that's the point of being a couple. <laughs> but I would love, I would, but I just want to keep talking about porn. So, so there. Um, but to give the world that alternative, mm-hmm. I, alternative gaze, the viewpoint. It's from, all the same conversation, you know, just having the option be available. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to do it. Yep. But it's hard to make it. You would also, you would kind of need to build in some of the emotionality of being butch femme so that it didn't just look like somebody. That's the hard home. part. There's yeah. the hard part is the yeah. actual, like, if you were going to actually do porn porn, like you would have to like, basically you're just making movies at that point, which like granted you, you know, <laughs> we could, did, well, a, did a, you could do like, yeah. you, you have the technology and the, there's also porn study. with a backstory. There's porn with a backstory, which you could just be like, this is my wife. This is our whole life. That's true. Of it. And then this is the hot sex we have. Cause it's not like, I think if you took a video of like what we do in bed, what butches and femmes in general do in bed, it would not look super different at all to what like men and women do which is no. kind of the thing it feels so different but it's like not looking it's different like enough. not different really at all like yeah. it's it, not that it's all the same yeah it's all the same pieces one of them you buy at the store but like other than that right we're on the internet but like it's like same that, pieces, it's all the same same pieces better and more reliable orgasms yes because that's what attention to detail and like actual compassion and empathy get you. Yeah. I just wish there was like a culture of them lesbians being allowed to talk about how much they love that their partners are women. Because that's what butches don't get. Yes. There are so because many. It's the like, ugh, yeah. Mm. There are so many femme lesbians in the world who want to be able to say that. Like I'm learning. They're everywhere, but they're they're like afraid, actually afraid of like, hurting someone's feelings by saying that they really love being with a woman what that makes it so hard for us to find each other yeah and it really it makes butch women feel like completely unlovable which i was sure i was i i was with a guy for so long because i was like i ain't never gonna be appreciated for whatever is actually in here i just straight up shut down i mean the the like the point of of the witnessing the point of the the spectacle to bring to bring it back around isn't just for the bushes it's for the femmes too straight up to be like look at your options like you do not have to settle like oh my god you can get everything you want and more and you you're allowed to want what you want like and you're allowed to want what you I'm want like it's not like i'm like conver- out here converting straight people like no that's not the no that's not the point like which lesbians need you too which women need femme lesbians to say what they want but it's like none of us feel comfortable in this new world saying that we matter <laughs> like it's so I mean, truly when have butch femmes ever felt comfortable saying that they matter like yeah. or like women period really like it's, the more we talk dude the more i'm like it is 
for anyone to pretend that we are in any kind of safe territory with regard to feminism is absolutely insane. And like people are like raising the alarm on transphobia. And yes, that's an alarm that is fair to raise, but. However, the way that it is being deployed is as a fucking red herring. It is. And we're not talking about the the absolute feminist backlash that is occurring within the left as all of these, like, I feel like as, as who I am, I'm in the middle of a situation where I'm like, this is true. Like, yes, transphobia is growing. It is a problem. There's all that. And then I'm also like, hang on, what the conservatives are saying about what's happening to girls is also true. But, but that like, we're like painting this massive, like the feminist backlash looks very different than it did in Reagan times. It looks, yep. it looks leftist. The feminist backlash looks leftist. And that is scaring me. It's so like, fucking true. It's here's so my fucking true. Thing. That's what makes it so like successful yeah. and fucking like divisive and invasive and like pervasive, all of the aces. <laughs> it's because it's coming from the fucking left. It's it's so aceive ist. Um and it's like I have a prediction that I that appeared to me as in a dream and I was terrified, which is Trump's gonna get indicted. The Republicans are gonna choose DeSantis. DeSantis is going to win on the basis that he thinks a woman is a real thing because you're losing moderates. The left, the left because, people are losing moderates. Because progressive left, like suburban women are like the only swing voters left yes. on earth. Yes. So yeah, again, like where this is, I'm the perfect person for this. Cause like, I'm also kind of like a politics nerd in the way that like, no shit. Yeah. Like no shit that they like, the I mean, conservatives are using that as a talking point and have found it to be successful. It's going to work. It's going to work. It, a, it's going to yeah. work. B, like it's a huge voting base. And like, it's basically the only leg they have to stand on with anyone other than old white men. Right. And frankly, frankly, those women who are all around me, where I am right now, all around me, those women are. Seriously. They're, they're in your targets. They're not no. transphobes. But you know what is really fucking alienating to them is being told that sex isn't real and that being yeah. isn't real and that they don't get to call themselves mothers anymore and that they don't get to say that women have periods anymore. They yeah. find that very alienating, as does most of the globe. Most of the globe finds that very alienating. The Democrats are, are at risk of fucking losing and it is on their head when we lose because they won't say that a woman is a thing. It's almost like I've heard this song before. It's <laughs> on their heads if we lose. Almost like this whole fucking system is set up to fail and pass the buck back and forth forever yeah. and ever and maintain capitalism. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, it's mm -hmm. why are the Democrats being so why do they have their heads stuck so far up their asses that they think you can you can look at the majority of people and say that sex isn't real? That I can't answer. Buy that. I cannot answer that. Why do they think they're going to win? Like, and because they're so in their own echo chamber, they can't like see out. That's why. Like, they're complex. so like the all because th that same like wave. I sent you an article about this too. Like, because that same like sort of yeah. Uh, you, calling it McCarthyism is not a very good like comparison because it's the same sort of like fervor and like you know, ideological base, but like not at all, like, you know, obviously like supported by real like institutions or like, you know, it's anyway, but that's sort of, it's, it's a purge. Yeah. <laughs> like it is and in 
you know, progressive organizations, NGOs, uh, institutions of higher learning, whatever. Sure. Like, and there, Mac is talking, I believe, about the purge of folks who say that sex is immutable, who believe that sex is an immutable um, part of our material experience as human beings. I, I don't think we have time. I don't think the Democrats have time to fix it. I think that the only reason yeah, and the Democrats, that's that's their audience. They're too. That is their audience. They're yeah. too wrapped up in that. That is their like we that's their echo chamber that they're in. They don't they don't talk to their fucking neighbors at the grocery store. They don't go to the grocery store. They get their groceries delivered. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the elite blue city people are the superiority complex is through the roof, through the fucking roof. And one thing I can say about the shit ass conservatives around me is that they don't have a superiority complex. They just want the world to fucking make sense. They don't have this like head stuck up their ass trying to define truth for everybody else. Like they're literally, they have much more of a libertarian perspective than the Democrats are pushing these days. My friend, welcome to the place called the horseshoe. (laughs) The horseshoe? What's the horseshoe? Yes. So, and there's the, there's the line supposedly of left to right. Uh, Oh, I see. Actually it's a horseshoe and now you're in the middle. Right. It's, it's. It's traumatizing. It's crazy out here. It's crazy out here. Lisa Selen Davis's breakdown of the new journalistic norms around gender identity show exactly how it shits on girls' experiences, like how it destroys specificity. I was so glad to see that she had written a response to the glad response to the New York Times, like that whole like fucking thing, because that was a shit show. She's like really out here repping for making sense, hardcore. And of course people are shitting all over her for it, but it's like, dudes, if we are good liberals, if we want to try to win a national election so we can, I don't know, protect immigrants, focus on the broad scale projects, healthcare that we've been working on for years, then we definitely need to stop lying to people. Focus on things that matter to actual human beings and you will win elections. It's that simple. Healthcare, healthcare, healthcare. And stop, I mean, what they're actually doing is literally looking people straight in the face and saying, your understanding about yourself is, is ignorant. And that they think they're going to win elections. Motherfuckers. Like I literally, I, these people are my family. These, the, these, yeah. like, you know, the n- nice, <laughs> nice Republicans that are like really fucking confused by so confused. whatever this is. Like, and they're, and honestly, so like, and Republicans with air quotes, like they're just, probably from they they just live in rural areas they just live in rural areas so they're republican that's my family many of my friends most of the people i'm surrounded by who are super nice to gay and trans people they're not transphobes at all they are the ones who are like hang on what words are we not allowed to say now and why and then when they when they get a real answer from a real left leftist progressive who says like actually did you know sex is a construction those people are like oh so you've lost your fucking mind so how am I going to vote for you? That's, that's what's happening. Like, Just like it, it doesn't make political sense in the, like, in the, the, that level of political either of like the hard, like actual American politics level. Like, how right. are you supposed to like make that leap? And you ain't gonna, folks? like, you're not have- going to, you're you- not going to, they don't have fucking graduate degrees. I'm sorry. Like, and that's the only way to do it. Like, yeah, you would have to, ah! start- you would have to be seeking an autocracy of people who came through the academic system only, who have been parroting queer theory, despite the fact that, as I've established, queer theory is a backlash to feminism, very explicitly and obviously, if you look at what happened, immediately following its appearance. I do not want to live there at all. Please do not make me live in that Oh autocracy. my god, no. That's, that's a fucking dystopia. 
but that's those are the people who shit on like democracy because it gave us Trump. And I'm like, you guys, you guys, you missed the point. Like you are missing the point of everything. People who voted for Trump, I've been thinking about this. They don't, they simply don't care whether whoever they vote for is a good person, trademark TM are. They don't care whether that person is a good person. They care what that person is saying about shit that they live. Yeah, every- they're just not obsessed with the like weird political, like historical norms that we've built. And Trump is a piece of shit. But leftists, but- leftists created a situation where people were willing to vote for Trump. We did that. Yes. He did that because we alienated by shitting on Bernie Sanders, (laughs) by shitting on Bernie Sanders and by, by alienating them to such a degree that they thought these people will never, ever have my back because they literally hate me. I have seen the groups of people, the groups of activists really, truly on the ground community groups that I used to be a part of taken over by sanctimonious pieces of shit who make no space for anybody with any level of enlightenment that they deem lower than their own. And frankly, that is, that is the badge of self-approval that you can only get by touching the Academy. The and Academy like, you can just like, you, you could even stop that sentence halfway through. Like they don't make any space for anybody, period. That's yeah. terrible. Like it just right. per, like period. And then, and then they're the ones who are projecting by saying you need to make space for people. Like and we they can make their own space. space. The internet is amazing. Yeah. The, the, the barrier to entry is like non-existent. And the more we keep create, we keep letting people tell us that for us to create our own spaces is exclusionary, the less of our existence is ever public, is ever known, is ever something that any child can find to be okay in the way that we had, you and I, Mac and Rachel had no fucking guidance to get where we are right now. None. None. Imagine a world where we had some fucking guidance at all. Just in any, when in doubt, ask yourself, who benefits? <laughs> who benefits from right. something? Who, who benefits, benefits from pretending that we want feminism and saying that lesbians can shut up? Yeah. Who, who benefits from saying that butch women and femme lesbians who love them don't deserve their own words, don't deserve their own moments to talk about it? Yeah. Who benefits from that? Hmm. Don't deserve their own political power. Right. And it leads to these. So speaking of the children, I formative butch experiences, I want to talk about these, but I want to talk about ha- being a young misogynist kid because that's the Ugh. thing they teach you. Oh my God. Right. When Bro. Being, quote unquote, not like other girls. That's. It was rough. For a butch kid. It's so fucking confusing. It was so bad. I was so bad. I just, I wanted to be, I wanted to prove that I was better than the girls because I kept tell I kept being told that they were worse at everything that they were yeah exactly fucking exactly like it doesn't take a fucking genius to figure out the association here Uh, yeah why a bunch of girls might be like oh I don't want to be a girl well maybe if the entire world everyone around them weren't constantly telling them the girls were shit yes. And here's the thing, boys especially are telling them that girls are shit. So, <sighs> but also other girls, that's the thing that like really, yeah. Ugh, but yes. Enforcing it. But no, I just yes. meant to say, I, yes. Yes. like yes. girls enforce the patriarchy upon each other. Boys enforce the patriarchy upon the girls. I think what I wanted to do was simply bring it down to that level of analysis where people are like, well, you know, like we've, we've moved into a time where like women are allowed to have jobs and whatever. I'm not talking about pie in the sky, feminist discourse in public. I'm not talking about what... Amazon's like women's women's month messages are they can say like okay yes 
I, I can see now that you think that the bar is on the ground. Yeah. Like the bar is yeah. like in in the core of the earth. If we're talking, <laughs> oh, women's gonna have jobs now. Are you fucking serious? Well, shit like that. You know, like people yeah, are like, no, but you're right though. You're fucking right though. They're acting like we've achieved parody and they're forgetting that on the playground, there is no parody. No. There is no like sex difference is structuring of your entire world at that age. You cannot pretend like these people who are like, don't gender your children. Yeah. Make your kid grow up in a world where they can't fucking locate themselves within a system of power. That is a good plan. That's a great plan where they can't locate maybe the responsibilities they have because they have privilege or maybe the disadvantages they have that might call for solidarity where they just can't actually locate where they are. That's great parenting. You're doing great. Yeah, no. It, if, if we had won feminism, there wouldn't be a an eight point eight percentage point differential between uh the percentage of male students who drink alcohol and the percentage of female students who drink alcohol wow 2021 really yep eight percentage points okay so what are the numbers at so 19 percent for boys and 27 percent for girls in in high school like by the end of high school yes high school wow yeah all righty yep i know i Max got this depressing survey pulled up, but basically TLDR, you said it's like female students are not doing great. They're fucking not. They're, I mean, it, yeah, the, the, the long story short, if you want to look it up, because I really do recommend, honestly, like it's, it's a really well-presented uh, report and it's, it's pretty easy to read and it's disturbing. And I think everyone should look at it. Um, it is the Youth Risk Behavior Survey published by the, CDC, the Centers for Disease Control Prevention. Um, it runs from 2011 to 2021. But if you search youth risk behavior survey PDF, I'm, it'll come up. Um, I'm waiting for the like uh, raw data to be released because they always do that too. Um, all like government sites usually do that for their like, you know, major surveys and studies like that because I desperately want to crunch these numbers because I, yeah. I actually have to like reteach myself fucking access or some shit so I can like I, I want to download SPSS mm, yeah but it is basically the, the long story short of this report is that girls especially girls people who identify as lesbian gay or bisexual or queer and people who have sex with more than just, you know, the opposite sex are fucking miserable. They have horrible health outcomes, like experience violence and abuse at massively higher like rates compared to their peers, their straight peers. Um, you know, are way more likely to be abusing drugs and alcohol, way more likely to be having unsafe sex, to have been forced to have sex, like just everything across the board. I mean, this, this, I mean, this report's 89 pages long and like, it's, it's clear as fucking day and And it runs from 2011 to 2021. So it does like include the pandemic and like, you can see the pandemic like at work in these graphs, like you can just watch it happen. Like, Mm And like I, you know, I knew this was true. And like again, I read a lot of this shit already. And like, but this really brought it home in a way that's like painful. 
And so, you're talking yeah. about like, but, there is no, there is not parity between girls and boys reporting of these things. No, that was no. noticeable. Okay. No, no. Um, girls report these things at so much higher rates. That's why I want to get in the numbers because like, I want to be able to disaggregate like, right, right. LGB girls versus straight girls, because I bet you fucking anything. Yep. That obviously, obviously, again, it doesn't take, I don't need to be fucking Sherlock Holmes to deduce that these two categories that have the highest rates of everything if they overlapped it's even worse yeah yeah they would be the worst meanwhile we have a leading organization releasing a study recently that was in the news today that conflates sexual identity with transness in its results fascinating very responsible given every other study that we have that is trying to disaggregate girls from boys because something is happening Disaggregation is good, people. You, we, the, we're in a moving towards more disaggregation. Yeah. Not less. More disaggregation. We have the power. Ugh. Um, so, mm. you, wait, you said you were an early misogynist. Oh, yeah. I no, I was, I was the worst. Like, you know, a total, like, oh, I'm not like other girls. Like, you know, sitting yeah. like a boy. Like, you yeah. know. Crossing my legs like this, like yeah, yeah, no, cross totally. my legs differently, insisting on not doing it and thinking I was better somehow. Yeah, like it's always jumping up whenever a teacher was like, "Oh, can I get some boys to like?" I'm like, right. "Get out of my fucking way! I'm doing it." Like, which should not be something misogynist, but makes you feel. Also, like I just hated girl. myself. I like oh. hated myself deeply, and it was rooted in misogyny. Also, because yeah. like I, that's what it. You know, looking back on it now, as a 31 year old, like post Saturn return, as it were, like. Totally. I mean, I, it was, it was majorly rooted in misogyny. <laughs> I hated stuff. I mean, I hated it because they were treated as boxes. Like I was forced yes. to play softball instead of baseball. So I hated all the softball players. So I blamed the girls who played softball. I blamed the girls who loved volleyball because I hated those shorts. Right. It was like, they were the ones who were caused. You hated me. those shorts, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah. On me, <laughs> not on them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to wanted to make a dirty joke. I literally my senior year of high school, I joined the softball team, like because a because I hurt myself and could be on the like I was a thrower before and I couldn't do that anymore. So like I was like okay <laughs> softball because I like wanted to see all the like hot lesbian girls on the <laughs> other high schools. Ah, uh, got you. The face that Mag just made made me yes. start funny. Um, yeah. but so. You successfully did that, though. I did that. I, I looked at lots of girls. We lost, like, every game, but... But who cares, really? I saw lots of cute girls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I think I was so uncomfortable with the fact that I was not one of them. And there was, you know, there the... um compulsory feminization of girl athletes is so true like the scrunchies and everybody has to prove they're not gay but I knew I was so I was uncomfortable in the locker room and I just felt so like I would try to be like a ponytail wearing like peppy whatever that was but I knew I was the odd one out I was like not part of that club at all and I I I was angry at them it was like it was sticking to the girls that it was their fault somehow that I was in this system that I could not square square peg round hole that system at all this is what I want for the world. I want movies about this shit. This is so rich for dramatic potential. It's like not <laughs> even funny. Like it's, it's just so, so like ah, it's it's visceral. <gasps> yeah, visceral. It is visceral. Yeah. You know, I've spent my life hunting down indie movies of all stripes, and I've never seen an indie movie like that. Like I actually 
I wrote There's down some bad lesbian movies out there, man. Woof. Right. And I feel like wow. we could make a quiet little indie movie that would say a lot more than, than most of those that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, things that were indie movie porn. What's the difference? What even is, I mean, literally though, short bus is one of my favorite movies of all time. So oh, that's a what good is, one. literally what is the difference between what is indie the movie difference? and porn? Let's take a page out of their book and find money somewhere magical kickstarter i mean yeah we could do it i'm just trying to figure out what the world fucking needs from me because one thing i can do is exactly what you're doing keep doing it okay also let me look at your i'm like really into astrology just just to say let me let me look at your birth chart i want to i want to look at your birth chart so bad give me your give me your info oh i don't have it here right you're not looking (laughs) no you don't yes at some point i that's you can tell me more about it because i don't know shit about that and i'd be very oh boy i would love to (laughs) well we shall thanks for being interested in my astrology more than oh i'm interested in everyone's astrology like this is Uh, this is one of my many hyper focuses that i've come across in my life but it's one of my current ones to the extent that it impacts my destiny i would like to know yes Um, it does okay yes (laughs) so we got to make a movie this visceral shit from childhood we got to get into the world because there are girls living it right now who have literally been told that they can't use words to describe <laughs> dealing with it this is like which in a world where like the only lesbian uh, movies are bad like we don't need to we don't need to do this we don't need it doesn't need to be like this and like the most People. popular like butch femme media are pathologizing it so i'm glad i am a fucking hermit and i live under a rock because i just like i don't actually live under a rock but like i just so actively like yeah. distance myself from most popular culture it's it's the old it's the old it's on purpose star life it's the patrick star life he comes out it's not like he stays there patrick star comes okay that's not a great example because he's a dumbass but you know you can we just we're it's a protective rock that's all yeah um i hate oh okay now i get now i know you're i was like who what is she talking about now i get it yes i just went full spongebob yes no gotcha <laughs> we we do highbrow and lowbrow here, people. We do. So highbrow being SpongeBob. SpongeBob's an example of <laughs> of highbrow in that distinction. <laughs> Just kidding. I hated horses so much. Did you hate horses? Were you surrounded by horse people? Uh, I actually girls? was. I wasn't like a true horse girl, <gasps> but I was a girl that that rode horses and loved it. Oh, you literally rode. Well, that's yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then you're not even a part of this group that I'm. Addressing. But like, no, I know, I know of the horse girl. I know the horse girls of which you speak. Like, I went to, mm, I went to a place. I went to a school with lots of horseback riders. Let's let's say genuine equestrians, though. Genuine equestrians, and those biddies love to walk around in their fucking <laughs> riding gear and boots. Well, I'm going to end that. Uh, also, I mean, which I get, but also I worked at, I like literally had a fucking um, work study job cleaning out the fucking, like mucking the stalls and like working at the barn. Whoa. And, like, yes, which was really funny. Um, but <laughs> these girls, I just like so clearly remember this girl like coming out of her stall, like wherever she's like messing with her horse or whatever and comes and finds me and is like, um, my horse pooped. What do I do with it? And I'm like, well, well, there's this giant ass fucking pile outside of the barn. Uh, does she know these things are not cars? These things actually do shit. Yeah. Um, you shit that you put the shit in the wheelbarrow. That's what these wheelbarrows are for. And this pitchfork, like I go over there, I shove it in the, yeah. Anyway. 
like slow, like mime of horse poop throwing with pitchforks. Yes. Um, well, I think I was just going to say, I think there's, I like reposted something that was kind of funny on Stonebush Disco about like, I think it said I am, I was desperate or something about like being, being really gay, but not being into chasing straight horse girl. Oh, like, I did see, that, that did level. make me laugh. That made me laugh. Yeah, I that's did kind of funny. That. But also yeah. I remember like part of my misogyny was like putting all like the horse girls into a category. I don't know who even told me that that was a category, but when I was a kid, I was like, they just, this is so stupid. Like I, I like. Oh, my loathing for like preppy girls was like insane. I, partially because they were among my, you know, bullies. I, also like the, the, the virulence with which I despised them was I, disproportionate, I, shall we say. Yeah, totally. I should have hated the guys more. They did not deserve that. Um, no. Were you bullied mostly by boys or by girls? I got a little of both. Um, or by girls, though. The worst was definitely by boys. I th- definitely. It's okay. so hard to say because, like, my I got that PTSD memory. It's like fucking Swiss cheese. But like, mm-hmm. it um, it, it the the worst was definitely by boys. But the girls did it too. But they were more likely to be like friendly to me, like in class or whatever. Okay. Um, slash we're not as like it it wasn't as bad i don't know i'm sorry for making you relive that no it's good to talk about because it is good to like you know a it's good to remind people that you know bullying has fucking consequences that are lifelong sometimes and you don't really think about that as like a ptsd source but it is people um and and it was like i mean it is about it's relevant to the topic because like that's why i was fucking bullied like is not even i mean for being gay later because i would just look you know came out and shit at least uh-huh. at school and if not like formally or whatever but it, it it wasn't about that it was about the fact that i like looked masculine sounded masculine acted masculine like you know yeah it's for the it's was, for gender norms failure yeah, yeah gender norms failure not like I mean, again, we were kids, like, you can't yeah. really, you're not really in reinforcing, like, sexual norms in that way at that age, at least not in the 90s and 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the kids are doing these days. I hope not that, but. That's one, of the, one of the things that I think is is most powerful about butch woman feminism is that what is really threatening is gender nonconformity in women, because that is read as failing heterosexuality. So like, which is as I've said, the root of capitalism. So it like really, really scares people. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's scary. kind of the base of like every system of power we have. Not every, most of them, I'll say. <laughs> like, yeah. So I haven't done high level theory on taking apart capitalism because I've lost faith in a lot of our ability to do that. But I just, I'm an, yeah. Again, I think I said this before, but like I'll say it again that I'm happy to say I'm a lifelong anarchist like yeah, since i yeah, was yeah. since i was 16 17 like basically since i started to like realize that what i what was happening was like self-loathing via misogyny mm-hmm. it was about the time that i was having my political awakening nice funny how that happens well um, I, I would imagine those <laughs> they do go together and i have oh yeah because i was reading feminist shit too like yeah and i was like oh my god like mm-hmm. and i have like wow. identical identical questions to you i have zero answers when it comes to capitalism and like what to do about it but i mean uh, me neither but other than to burn it to the ground but to that's pointed out we can figure out what's next when we get there right i mean i think that at this point for me the key would be to say like look at like it's your same question who benefits who like 
who like cashes a paycheck when women are still, you know, used in the way that we are. And it's, and so I think that because that's so threatening, we get bullied for gender nonconformity. And that's why for femme lesbian women to love us is so threatening because it's gender nonconforming for them because it's not heterosexual. Like, yeah. And it's in the root of it is the, like, it's the heterosexual being opting out of like heterosexuality is like the worst fucking sin. Like for a woman, yeah, because you're refusing to reproduce. So like, you're refusing to like extend the life of the system, like at large, whatever it is, like your religion, your state, like your race, whatever. The end of uh, But I'm a Cheerleader, speaking of, yeah. that is a good lesbian movie. That, that movie is. is a fucking classic. A gem. Like, it's a gem. Rewatch it. Rewatch it again. Rewatch it again. But, like, the gay couple, like, at the back half of that movie that, like, have just a bunch of, like, runaway kid, like, runaway gay yeah. kids, like, living there. That is what I want to be. Like, I want, like, my, you know, a nice femme goddess to, and to be able to have a... Nice job with the fat paycheck and set us up in a huge Victorian house. Doesn't have a that because something like forty percent of kids in foster care are lesbian, gay, bisexual, et cetera, et cetera. Like, right? So, yeah. yeah, bring them on. <laughs> bring them on. Well, we are thinking about biologically reproducing, uh, which I don't know what that does at this point to capitalism. I, I would imagine just nothing. It's, exp- it's expensive. It just, you just pay people. It's not a negative. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that's like, if you can't, you can't exist outside of it really, unless you're going to go like even living off the grid, you're still in it. So like your choices inside that, like, I don't really assign like a moral value to, you're just doing the best you can and like doing what feels right. And like, it's going to make you happy. Like, I'm not out here trying to judge that shit. Like. Well, so the point of then talking about capitalism is, as you were saying, to say, like, just look at where, look at why this is, look at why this is. Look at why this is. Literally, why why is this? Hmm. Um, Like, you really can, like. Yeah. Look, look at why women are, and it's, I mean, women's participation in reproduction has been compulsory since the beginning of human time it's not like literally destruction of of adam smith's capitalism but since genesis yeah (laughs) but you like look at it and um that's what pisses people off about women that's what lily was saying last episode is like here's the thing the dominating norm to squash women has not gone away and is not changing and it's heterosexuality it's only getting Um, worse it's getting much worse and it's getting all that it's getting is new names smarter it's getting smarter. Hence the light coming from the left. It's, coming it's not gone away. It's smarter and worse. The left's heteronorms are off the fucking charts. Um, it's terrifying. So. It's terrifying. And like, again, that's what makes butch lesbian like as a political class truly yeah. so fucking radical and important of a prospect mm-hmm. is because it willingly and willfully says fuck you to the heteropatriarchy as it is you know the yeah. state as and it is being so aggressively enforced by everyone yeah literally everyone as it has shape-shifted into the left yeah um you're a hockey lesbian we're both hockey lesbians i yes. You you were allowed to play it because I was. I not. came I came to it late in life. I admit I did not start watching hockey until literally the pandemic. 
Oh, nice. like, I've always been like a sports gay, but like I'm a sports gay from the South. So like I'm a college sports gay and like, we don't have, we don't have hockey here, but when, when the Stanley cup was in the bubble and it was on TV in 2020, when like, there was no, there was literally the only sport left on earth to watch. I was <laughs> yeah, like, all right, I'm getting on board. Let's do this. Like, yeah. I didn't even think about that. How like hockey really had a, a second life. Well, it, I mean, it always had a life for me. Also, so, hockey has been uh, successfully until until right this moment, uh, appealing to young queer generally. Yeah, they women. just had Pride Night um, at the Stars have, game. Have you been following all of the like Pride Night drama? Drama. Well, just who's wearing and not wearing a jersey? Yeah. 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 And just like other players, just like using this as a opportunity to be like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like two like white Canadian players today. I saw like, that. Nah, yeah. really. Like I'm like, fuck you, Eric Stahl. Like ugh. I know. I, I mean, I knew that. that that was I knew that was coming that like other that anybody that just didn't feel like wearing rainbow was gonna be like, Well, well now I'm gonna take this opportunity that. to not do yeah, this. It's weird. I mean, but that's what happens <sighs> when like when politics goes corporate, suddenly you've got a situation where like contracted employees are not gonna be able to be required to do whatever which also they wear fucking like all the other like cancer jerseys and fucking like military night like everybody wears those but i guess technically they couldn't be forced to wear them it's just we're painting the pride thing as like in ideological when it's i mean it is because it that's how it's being painted in that like hockey media i like follow this really closely just disclosure but like well it is ideological in the sense that some people don't gay people you know exist but yeah. I mean, any flag any flag that's not just a that i'm just kidding including literally any flag is ideological my stance on it is like i could give less of a fuck whether teams have like pride nights and shit i don't care i just want them to like give a bunch of money to local gay organizations yeah do like, that low-key yeah. just which hire hire a local like lesbian artist to design like a really sick warm-up jersey there you go and then sell it to me I just heard my mom was talking to somebody who said that like the, the blue and black, like American flag means kill liberals, but it was a liberal who said that. And here's the thing. No, it doesn't. It's, it's the police flag. It's been the police flag for a long time. People have used it as like a blue lives matter contra black lives matter, which means those people are, yeah. but it yeah. is the police flag. It doesn't mean kill liberals. And like some local Democrat, like leader person said that to her and i was like wait he said what wait seriously yes it's not just some average joe this is like no. some like local democratic establishment get the fuck out of here with that shit i know i was like have you talked to anyone other than uh, you are the problem <laughs> yeah you are the problem well and my mom didn't know she was like i don't know i've seen that flag so like maybe it is and i was like mom that's not no you can't say that's what it means that's not what it means to basically anybody who uses it and if a politician told you that, they've been telling that to like a hundred other yeah, people. I know. So, um, oh my I was like, way to make everybody in our neighborhood hate each other for no reason. Like, <sighs> Jesus. This is why discourse analysis is important. <laughs> it really is. Ta-da! Back to the Animal Crossing, like arms swing, yeah. like <laughs> the thesis. The thesis. Formative budget experiences. Animal Crossing, for one. I was a video gamer. I was actually on my list was um oh yeah being a gamer i like played with games with with guy friends oh, yeah fuck yeah the yeah. huge thing and i played games with a friend who who i really kind of feel like would have been a butch in another life it's complicated um but we 
that was a huge part of everything and girls didn't play video games you're so right you're so right I didn't even think about that yeah and I was lonely I was lonely and weird and so of course I played video games I sat in my room and I played Simpsons Road Rage all day and I thought that shit was hilarious and I couldn't find like so I played hockey with that one friend um I was about to say so you actually played that fucking rules well well so I played street hockey so here's what right okay yeah man Mm. so I every day in fourth grade these are this is what I did in fourth grade so my mom went back to work my fourth grade year and so I was kind of alone um when I got home from school and my ritual, are you fucking ready for this? So you're basically a Gen Xer. You're a latchkey kid. I'm a latchkey kid. But mm. so my ritual was pop in my cousin, Vinny, unedited, eat a bunch of jalapenos and pretzel sticks, go play hockey in the street by myself, shooting into a recycling bin. One of the little actual little- jalapenos back up. Actually, like actually yeah. you're just eating. At- yep. That's where I come from. And uh, go yeah. play hockey. And then come back inside and play video games. That was like my ritualistic night that I spent by myself every single night of fourth grade. And I, I just happened to know it was that grade because that was the grade where I was like, I realized that I didn't have any friends because my mom didn't, my mom wasn't at home. And I was like, what have I been doing with my time? And I was like, oh shit, like I don't have any friends. So, but I didn't fix it. I just, and I don't even know if I was that conscious about it. I just constructed my own night. It's not your job to fix that when you're fucking in the fourth yeah. grade. Yeah. Um. But that was, I was doing everything myself and that was my thing. And we would play street hockey. I would play with the guys outside, but then my friend and I, we were really big into roller skating. We would like race at the local rink and we would play street hockey when we could get two recycling bins and enough people to play. And so we had the gear, but my actual, like, so there were like a couple experiences where I went to a birthday party with like one with a boy and theoretically it was a co-ed birthday party, but of course I was the only girl who was actually like in it, like wanting to play the hockey that had been rented. We rented like he had rented <gasps> one of those interior ah, like, like plastic yeah. where you skate on the plastic. That's that was awesome. a magical fucking day for me. But then of course I started saying I want to play hockey. And somebody in my life was like, somebody in my life who was not my mom was like, girls can't play that, it's too dangerous. Well, then. I got to play for my school's field hockey team because in elementary school, my fifth grade year, okay, this is like after my shit fourth grade year, my fifth grade year, they announced they're going to have a field hockey team. I'm the only girl like who really cares. There's, they have to like have other girls. So I think there were like two other girls on the team, but they like definitely sucked. And I remember feeling better than them for that. Um, And I played and I did get hurt. I got slashed by a guy named Tyler, a kid named Tyler, who I just felt was like, super competitive with me because I was a girl, which was another very formative feminist thing. So he like slashed my hand on purpose. And I ended up like telling my mom this and she got super pissed and she was like supportive of me playing the sport, but she was also a little bit like, well, you know, boys are like that. Like maybe you don't want to play with these boys because they are like vindictive. Like she wasn't yeah. like boys will be boys. She was saying, yeah, like, it's like these boys are actively have already hurt you and like yeah. do it again. Like maybe, <laughs> exactly. maybe not like, but I was so fucking yeah. proud of that injury. I was so oh, proud fuck of that yeah, injury. absolutely. That is some formative butch experience, like being super proud of yeah. injuries for whatever reason. <laughs> that that is why I brought this up because I knew yeah. eventually we were going to get around to it. And oh, I was going to yeah. injury pride butch. Oh fuck yeah. The answer is butch. <laughs> the answer is butch. Oh man, no, I of am of the warped Torah generation. Yes, of course, as as we both are, and 
definitely like went to a war tour and fucked my shit up like <laughs> six ways from Sunday like literally lost a toenail like took off a bunch of skin off my calf like like I had a crazy scar for like years and years and years so like a um, mosh pit scar oh yeah it's like yeah. totally just like ru- ruined myself like in like yeah. parking lot mosh pits like in the fucking doing the fucking like circle like shit yeah or like getting my foot stomped on while i'm you know skanking or whatever because i went to all the ska shows because i went to ska shows we were the same kid fuck yeah we were the same kid we, we would have had we would have had much fun well the ones i went to were not well attended enough for their no. injuries but i literally left all of my friends <laughs> they all went to other shit i was like bye and i like saw them at the end of the day after i like had gone to all the ska shows and i was like okay. so how was your day <laughs> We had totally different days. How was yours? Yeah, how was yours? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I wanted that. And I wanted to put myself in harm's way until the point at which, like, where I just, like, intentionally changed. The moment that I'm thinking of when I kind of, like, stopped going to those shows and stuff, I was in dire straits mentally for the first time in my life where I started going to therapy and stuff. And I think it was, I was really- and I was like, oh, great bands. I'm like, wait, no, that's how she means. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was pushing back on the compulsory heterosexuality. I had a really bad, bad time for a couple of years. And then it was like, I gave in honestly. And I stopped going to do the same things I used to do. I stopped playing sports that were dangerous. I stopped playing in the street. It was like, I became like domesticated and uh, did that for a while. So sad but it's bullshit. But I was still, I was so proud of that scar. And I like, when I grew up, I wanted to still have it. Um, (laughs) when I was like, I was looking for it because I earned it. I remember thinking that scar and the lion King was the fucking coolest. And that I like really wanted like a big, like scar over my eye or some (laughs) shit as an adult. Such a badass. Wanted to have like a big facial scar. Like Like when you're gay. When yes like all my rpg characters are big yeah no nope. that's what i'm saying yes you scars you put scars on it. that's role-playing game for you yes. people who don't uh, would young people or old people be the people who don't know the word RPG? everybody knows what a role-playing game is now they do right now they do okay thank you critical um, role thank you critical role uh yeah so putting scars on that on that bitch it's so real it's so real I was also fascinated. This is a random one. These are all just like overly uh, revealing of my soul, but who gives a shit? I've already, I've thrown all the, I've thrown all the um, TMI eggs into this one basket. So I was like fascinated by how girls ate things with their mouth. Cause it was different than me. It was like, mm. like um, Southern, maybe, maybe the influence of like etiquette stuff. Like I was fascinated. There was this group of people who like did cotillion and like learned oh, how to- God. You know? My parents threatened me with that, and I like managed to get out of. <laughs> my mom was like, "You don't start acting right in the city, Cotillion." And I was like, "Don't, don't do it." Please, no. Well, Please, God, don't do it. I'm fucking mom... hate it. I'll act up the whole time. Don't do it. <laughs> I will make you regret this. Literally. Um, <laughs> so my mom was never going to send me that shit because she knew. I think she knew who I was pretty fundamentally in all the major ways, other than nobody wanted to talk about the gay thing. But um, she wasn't going to send me to that. But Hashtag the Southern experience. For real. Um, but like a lot of people were referencing it, you know, and I, I, I was watching them and this was true before, but it, it was a thing through the cotillion experience, I guess that I noticed, which was like, I was fascinated by like how women do things in general. But one of the ways that really like, one, just one of the things was eating. One of the things were, that felt so different was like the way that I mean, I didn't even grow up with like family dinner, so I wasn't trained mm-hmm. in decorum 
but mm-hmm. like the feminine mode of decorum in like the little moments to me was noticeable. Like at lunch, I would be like, what is that that she's doing? Why does she eat like that? <laughs> Do you, did you have any little things where you were like, I'm fascinated by like that weird little thing, like the way people write, like handwriting. I used to, I used to like watch girls that that one for sure i used to be fascinated by like girls handwriting and i'm like how do you do that because my handwriting was ugly at the time just total chicken scratch i mean mine's always been pretty scratchy but it was into fountain pens so now my handwriting is great but no yeah you're great the the uh it was almost like though the smaller the action was the more i was like fascinated by it because it was like is anyone else looking at this? And the answer was always no. Like I am like, I mean, it reveals the, what is truly meant as the performance of the gender, like yeah. the little things that maintain the fiction that maintain the, like, mm-hmm. and I was so critical maintain of the ideal of the ideal feminine. Yeah. Right. And I knew I was so far from it. Like I would have before my heterosexualizing, I had parents of other kids look at me and like, I could see the judgment in their eyes mm-hmm. for like what I was wearing or how I was sitting or the fact that I had my elbows on the table or whatever it was. My stature was very different. The fact that I cross my legs like dudes do, you know, like I, you can see when other, like as a kid, even you notice that another person's like mom is like looking you up and down, like there's something wrong with you, like almost deciding whether to intervene. And I felt that so hard all the time that I think I started noticing tiny, tiny things that I ended up like appreciating and loving about how other women are different from me. But I was, I think it was probably formed by the sense that I was being watched. So I was watching people to try to match them. Um, which I, no, an interesting, I, yeah, I have, I have the opposite, not the opposite experience, but the, the different angle on that experience in which like, like I did grow up in a family dinner house, like, yeah. and, and like, <laughs> unlike most Americans, I actually eat continental style. Like, Fascinating. like I eat like Europeans, like my whole family does. Like all well, I would have stared at you too. So weird. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which like, even now I'm like, why do we do this? Like, um, and, but it was something my parents like really insisted on. And like, I mean, there was, I wasn't looking at other girls' femininity because I was, like, trying too hard to, like, replicate, like, what, trying too hard to replicate slash, like, too depressed that I was missing the mark on, like, the very strict rubric that my, like, parents, especially my mother, were, like, handing down of, like, this is how you need to dress, like, this is what you need to do with your body hair. This is what, you know, gotcha. blah, 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 blah. So you had the rules in your head already. It wasn't yes. like you were forming them elsewhere. No, yeah. no, no. Mine were all. It wasn't like Steve noticing them like on a safari, like, whoa, like, no, that shit was every day. Like, yeah. No, my yeah. shit was very Pokemon Snap. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's really the best was. pull ever. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I think I was constantly in a game of conformity. Um, but so you were living with that all the time. And you yeah. were conscious of intentionally at what point were you conscious of intentionally like saying fuck that uh that was like at my political awakening more generally like 17 like when i was like fuck this shit like i'm a dyke like i'm butch as fuck like i don't need to like change like i didn't stop like shaving my legs until like college but like the overall like 17 to women's college like era solidified that and like that'll do it yeah that'll fucking do it that's why i recommend it to everyone 
women's college at least a year, if not at four, least a year. maybe 12. Yes. Okay. I have a thing about butch. I, I call these butch totems, all the toys that are, that you can see all this mm-hmm. stuff. I have a sense that my adolescence was, um, and this is, this is only something that I figured out, I think through therapy, but like, because I had a bit of a truncated adolescence, because my childhood as a butch was cut short by compulsory heterosexuality, I am seeking it again. <laughs> totally. And I've known so many other butches who have like action figures and like posters and shit that we like, like all the shit that we ripped down off of our walls when we were 13, 14, trying to do it right. We were putting it right back up. Fuck yeah. As you should, as we all should, truly. Is like, that, do you feel that? Like that whole get I mean, yeah. Like I totally hear that. Like I, Yes. That feels, yeah. that feels formatively butch to me because it feels uh, like, yes, it feels like all the things truly like the trappings of who I was. I have literally re repurchased toys that I sold because I thought I wasn't supposed to have anything to do with them. Like su- stuff that's so stupid, like certain action figures or like hot wheels, like things where I was like, this isn't really me. What lying to having myself. like the butch childhood of your dreams and like having, yeah having the toy horses and the fucking action figures and the like cars and the like really complex like dollhouse and the american girl doll and like you know all of it yeah all of it i'm looking at i have poly pocket things set up right here and all of the like dark like violent action figures are behind me too and it's like those i repurchased (laughs) it's like i i think that that's huge that was huge for me it was like totally. um i don't know the the impact of believing that that those things weren't really me that i had to get distance yeah. from that yes. and then correcting it later in life yeah that the idea that femaleness that you as a female human cannot be and have the things that you crave and yeah. enjoy wrong oh. wrong wrong other formative things i was really really attached to movies and i know you're into fandoms and you were probably like me with books i was just gonna ask like did you have characters that you were really oh i had like this is this is this is partially what my like graduate thesis like tries to get at but like i don't think succeeds at but like it does succeed and we're actually going to talk about max poems in a bonus episode later the thing that I was, like, thinking about a lot at the time, too, is, like, the male characters that I, like, identified with so strongly and, like, so clearly, like, saw my, like, self and expression and, like, you know, mm-hmm. that I, like, idolized in that way and thought, like, man, I want to be like that. Like, mm-hmm. the, it, I'm still, like, it, it, at one, on one hand, it's, like, well, do I just feel this way? Like, because, like, internalized misogyny, like, made it so I didn't like like the female characters enough like like or is it oh fucking is it fucking okay like to have like masculine heroes regardless of like what is going on between their legs like I think yeah and I feel like it's the same way that like gay men idolize Beyonce yeah who performs gender great point actually right huh I never really thought about that as a parallel yeah so they're not assumed to be like inferior to Beyonce. So they're allowed to do that. But we are supposed to think, yeah, I I kind of feel like we are not allowed to have masculine male role models because that means we're conceding that we're that they're better than us. But like nobody thinks that about gay men. And nobody thinks that about gay men. Nope. 
And like, why wouldn't we be allowed to like cross identify, but still like, yeah, be female and do whatever, like what? uh, Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) I don't have the answer is we know the answer, but Mm. um, Mm. dink she dink. Yeah, Um, I mean, my 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 role models for masculinity were like characters who were Robin Hood, huh? Robin Hood. Well, yeah. That was, that's my, my like major masculine icon robin hood han solo like uh-huh. that sort of like swashbuckler but like i want the radical kind of swashbuckler totally i will say masculine people with humor who take care of women in like really specific ways like self-effacing masculine people mm. so like my honorable mention because I haven't really thought much about this, but the character of Cliff from Bring It On, like the boyfriend, is like the perfect, he, he was kind of like a skater dude, very informal in the sense, and I truly, I think I've taken my cues on masculinity from a lot of like skater culture and like alt music culture of the 90s and the early 2000s, mm-hmm. which was- I'd like, say so. Which Yeah, right? Which is like <laughs> fundamentally- when done correctly, self-effacing, very invested in culture outside of themselves. It was like a masculinity that was not self-centered. Kurt Cobain, like the actual yes! Kurt Cobain. Yes. Like, the real life Kurt Cobain. The real yeah. life Kurt Cobain. Like that's the kind of masculinity we're talking about here, people. Like, and that's yeah. literally what I was yeah. just thinking about, like how like Han Solo or Robin Hood, like, and I don't mean like necessarily the Disney Fox. I mean like, you know, yeah, the actual. Well, there's like a self-sacrificing exactly exactly there is a fucking self-sacrifice that that is central to that identity that yeah i think is special absolutely is yeah yep Yep. and and those were our models because we because there ain't no other models about how to do masculinity and because masculinity is a real thing it's just like how people you can't say sex isn't real and then go around using the words masculine and feminine that those are proving the lie that sex isn't real all of these like fundamental dualities in human existence are like never going to go away and masculinity infinity is one of those it's there is there's a natural element of that as there is a natural element to do with sexual difference and i will die on that hill you can call it nocturnal and diurnal you can call it yin and yang you can call it whatever you want but there there is a real there is a duality at the heart of the universe Mm -hmm. that we all experience and like I do think it's fascinating to talk about how our model for masculinity comes from maleness. Our model for femininity comes because that's what's available. True, like you're so right. Also, that's available. Like it's not all that is. No, because thankfully, and there are you know historians doing the good work of like digging up awesome lesbian role models and you know lesbian and male passing role models, especially Mm -hmm. Mm because yeah, they're out there. And they've been around for a long time and they've done some crazy shit. Right. I think ultimately it's not our fault. It's not, it's not like humanity's fault that the the words don't quite line up. Like masculinity is related etymologically to maleness. That doesn't mean that it doesn't appear in people with female bodies. That just means it's associated because it's a, because it has literally visually appeared in the highest numbers as aligned with certain traits of, right. And also is aligned with by like the header, like, the, the heterosexual dominant dominant culture the heterosexism yeah. et cetera, et cetera. like but and that so, doesn't that doesn't mean that every single human being 
can't have access to all of those things. It doesn't necessarily mean they will or do or feel, but like you could, yeah. like it's possible. And like either yeah. end of that spectrum or anywhere in between is fine. And so it's like we're yes, butch women are a minority group. And yes, we fucking exist. Yeah. There is not, we're not part of something else. No. We're subsumed in a category of genderless people. No. We're distinct. We're distinct. Um, yeah. And, and that's what like the lesbian project to bring it all the way back around to the beginning, you know, posits. And I think it's important. And, you know, one of those important things to do would be like have actual studies like discreetly <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah. Disaggregated. Disaggregated, disaggregated. studies of, of butch women. women. Yeah, and fem lesbians who want women. Yes. Um, who are also a group of people, believe it or yes. not. Like I, I opened this, I was kind of clicking around, but like I opened a love letter to butches that I just put on the website from somebody, from a listener. Um, I love it. And I can read the whole thing. Why don't I? It's not too long. Um, this was, this is by Queen Cordelia and she wrote it for Butch Appreciation Day for the last one, but she sent it to us too, so. A love letter to Bushes. I see you. I see how you walk through the world unapologetically yourself. I see the strength it takes to go into a bathroom on a road trip, worrying you'll be called out as suspect, yelled at, or worse. How strong you have to be in the face of people who think that you are wrong just for being you. I see the kindness in your eyes behind that gruff demeanor, the shyness underneath your powerful stare. I see the curve of your lips as you look at a woman and the hesitation at not knowing if your advances will be appreciated and welcomed or met with disgust. I see the strength it takes you to put on a tie and go out with a beautiful woman on your arm, knowing that you can be the target for small-minded men whose masculinity is threatened by yours. I see how you melt when I look at you with appreciation and desire, mm. how you puff up when I take your arm and walk confidently into a room with you, claiming you as mine, mm. daring everyone to see that I am yours. I will be there to hold you when you're weary. I will be your soft place to land when it's taken all your strength to get through the day, hiding your vulnerability to protect yourself and the people you love. I will be the one who sees you for all that you are, beautiful and handsome at the same time, inside and out, strong and vulnerable, confident and wary, protector and lover. And I will open myself to you, confident that you will take care of me too. I see you. Let's dance. Capital D dance. Oh my god. I know, right? I know. I mean, uh yeah. How you doing? That's just a great place to end because that really just your your queen is out there. Yeah. Go get her. Um, back again like flu season. I broke records while loose leaf and I'm coming now on my roof leaving. Don't give a f I don't care. Uh did the for my lonesome. No wonder now I'm on one. No shortcuts on that long run. All I really want is my share. Uh get him my got him, I told him it's nothing.